Hey guys, it's the Two Bees in a Pod podcast with Brayden and Brendan. Uh, welcome. Sit back, relax, grab like a snack or your favorite beverage, and listen to us just talk about random garbage. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. So then I spike the volleyball into her face and shout, Happy New Year! The ball just dropped and somehow I'm the bad guy? <sighs> Welcome to, epi- to the podcast. Welcome to Two Bees in a Pod. I'm Brayden. Did you, like, did you have to pick up the teeth and then, like, throw That's them at That's my Welcome to episode hey. 78 of the podcast. Hey, hey guys. He's Brendan, by the way. Brendan's trying to beat yet another assault charge. Not even three days into the new year, dude. Well, we are three days into the new year as of this recording, but you know what it is. New year's new assault. Woo-woo. That's true. Resolution. <laughs> new year's <laughs> new assault. <laughs> that's, Happy- that's gotta be, that's gotta be like a one hour into 2024, like uh, Florida man. Well, the joke doesn't work on any other day. <laughs> Can't new do year, the new assault charge. Happy New Year's. The ball dropped on like April 7th. <laughs> Doesn't make any difference. Uh, <sighs> I hope your hey holidays guys. were fantastic and that your New Year's toast was fulfilling. I hope you're mm-hmm. not making any resolutions because they always fail. If you're going to be in better you this year, wait till next week. Make it a that's, real thing. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Don't. That's that's the big. So my, my, what's your New Year's resolution actually really quick? I don't have one because I don't make New Year's resolutions because they don't uh, work. Did you just, I just said it. I just said the I, words. I, I know. I'm just saying like, like, do you, okay. Do you have, what, what do you have? Uh, new Year, this New Year's goals. How about that? Like, did you set like goals for yourself? Um, actually, you know what? Funny fact. Let's, uh, before we get into all of that, let's oh. roll the dice, break the ice and talk about whatever with our. Oh, is that our, is that our. <laughs> And this week, our uh, Dice of Destiny have dictated that oh. our topic of discussion to be Brendan. <laughs> I can't help but notice that you just flipped the die over to the one that you wanted. Oh, of all these numbers, look at oh, the one. We happened to get oh, the one no. I wanted. What a crazy New Year's miracle. Oh. Wait a minute, did you write the same answer in all four of these? It's, I just wrote four on all sides of the dice. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> four enough. Hey. Ah. <laughs> Just a one. I just dropped a peg on the ground. Starting off the New Year's with a just just scuffed, and I love it. <laughs> lies, lies and scuff, scuffs and lies. What you got for me, bro? The acquaintance be forgot, forgot. Let our dice all lie. <laughs> oh, the dice of destiny of Dick. Oh, we're cooking, man. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? What are your hopes for the New Year's? Oh. What a crazy <laughs> random happenstance! <laughs> oh, I hate it here. Um, all right, so <laughs> hating it here less is one of my bigger calls. No, okay, uh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, so uh, big some big ones uh, for me. Uh, I would say let's get uh, getting some more board games uh, prototyped and mm-hmm. um, and like ready to re- ready to like play test for sure. Um, I really want to, uh, polish off a couple of, uh, polish off a couple of side projects and stuff. I've been writing some, uh, 
I've been writing a story for uh, for Wattpad as just sort of an exercise. Um, it started off as just like a short story, sort of novella, then transformed into a novella. And now I'm like 16 chapters in. So like I'm starting to really pick up the pace on it. Sort of a sort of a, a weirdly like it's a wholesome horror novel is how I've described it. Um. But when that's when it's done and when it's published, I'm going to I'll go ahead and I'll plug it 90 billion times uh, on the podcast and elsewhere. Um, But it's it's going to get done. I'm going to if I can if I could set like a soft target, I would say probably end of July is when I'll need is probably when I'll be done. Um, If I'm going at the same pace I'm going, but you know how life is. So that's my soft goal is try to get this done by by July, end of July. because if I can get it published by Halloween, then I'll be ecstatic. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a big one right now for me. That's a, sort of a big goal. Uh, I want to do like some more, maybe some side projects or TikTok stuff with you. Uh, if we can, you know, start a start a separate uh, separate channel for two Bs and stuff like that, and uh, I can get over your place, help you puppeteer. You can train me on how to puppeteer. Is another one I want to get trained on how to get puppeteered, or how to puppeteer properly. Um, or like well amateurishly. It will uh, not be amateurish. I, I do not put my name on amateur puppet. Well, you know what I mean. You'll do it <laughs> properly or you will do nothing. We'll whip you into shape with actual whips. All right. Uh, blueberry. It's my safe There's word. No safe <laughs> there are no safe words in puppets. There, there are only the unsafe puppets. words in Brayden's basement. The puppets are the only ones soft. That's funny. Hard for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's where I'm at. Also, I want to try to uh, get some models like painted, painted. It's just sort of like a mini, like little mini goal. I want to try to get like a couple more squads uh, done here and there. Um, still, very much like not a fan of painting my models. I'm like I I would much prefer getting someone else to paint them for me and paying them. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try, and I'm gonna try to get like a couple of squads done. And I think I'll be proud of my, proud of myself enough with that. Um, but yeah, that's where that's where I'm at, man. Novel. Um, trying to get my uh, trying to get my models painted, get more get some more projects done with you and uh, board games. That's where I'm at. How about you, man? Um, along that similar similar vein, I want to get my finish illustrating my kids book so i can get it published um, and yep get it out there um board games yeah those are always pending we got a we got a passion for them so we may as well just buckle down and get after it yeah and then of course work and continue to work on like uh like expanding my magics needed yep. i found a new uh a new uh program for learning how to do more witchy cards things involve you you memorizing all of the cards oh that's right yeah you told me about that gives you just a basic understanding of all of the what the numbers mean and what the suits mean so then you like a feel the two because all of there are four suits much like in a deck of cards right you get your wands your cups your pentacles and your swords Hmm. you just learn what those four suits mean and then there are 10 numbers in those zero to nine i think so you just learn what the oh, numbers okay. mean mixed with the signs so that it's like one of the numbers could mean something's coming, whereas like the swords could mean like danger kind of thing. So you combine how many things and you go, how oh, many cards are in a tarot deck? 70, 
78? Oh, okay. And they're all unique. So that's, yeah, that's got to be a real pain to try to memorize all of them, eh? Yeah. Are there like variations? Yeah, on... 78 cards. No, mm-hmm. it's, they're all individuals because there's, there's your major that's arcana rough. and minor arcana because the, ma- the oh. minors are your, your numbered pentacles and then you've got your majors, which are like you've got the the fool and the mystic and the right and those all mean different things based on whether or not they're facing upwards or they're upside down or oh so it's like uh this is like a full-on course that you'd have to more or less go through already just to learn yeah, tarot just if and yeah and then you're plus practicum while yeah. you're trying to figure it out yeah okay yeah. so it's 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 a daunting task so having this new way of figuring it out without having to sit down and memorize it is Mm-hmm. Much more conducive to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, oh yeah, that reminds me too. Is I've been um, I'm, I've been talking to uh, an artist friend of mine about a uh, you know about you know about stitches. I've told you about uh, that character before. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm working with her right now, and we're sort of like sort of workshopping the idea of uh, uh, reestablishing that as a children's book mm-hmm. too. And then, um, and then perhaps expanding it to, uh, to, to other media, comic books, something like that down the line. But, um, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm at there. I'm, I'm hoping for a similar, like, level of young adult reading as, like, the Bone series, if you ever remember, if you ever remember those. Yeah, loved those books as a kid. And, um... And they're they're like they talk about themes and like like death and war and stuff like that, but they do it in like a very respectful way to children instead of being like so incredibly condescending. A lot of books are condescending towards kids. Um, kids aren't idiots; they pick up on stuff. So I'm really glad that uh, you know you and me we were precocious children, so like we knew we we figured stuff out as we as we lived. So like. You know, it's I, I think that there really does need to be like a call for more writers to like follow a bit harder on like the Robert Munch train of just like speak plainly to kids and mm. they'll learn if you speak, if you don't jazz it up, if you don't like fill it with smoke and mirrors, if you don't uh, take your message and, and, and try to, you know, like kaleidoscope, colorify it. And you just speak plainly, kids will understand. Eventually, yeah. they'll understand. So, like, it, it's a. I think that's worth it, and I think that's a worthy lesson to well, uh, absolutely. Because the thing is, like, to take to it's not even a matter of like eventually they'll understand. Kids understand. They might not understand the entire book or nuance, go, but yeah. kids, kids are always when they're that age. They repeat the same things. Like they'll they'll mm-hmm. watch the same shows and they'll read the same books because it's yep. their grip on the chaotic world they live in. Yep, they understand that as a constant. Start establishing so, patterns and stuff. Yeah, not even they can predict what's coming because they know what's yeah. coming. So then it yeah it gives them a sense of control in this chaotic world that we live in. Mm. So the more that you read it, the more they understand. They start seeing. As a kid, I remember reading through a book and. You'd you'd spot little details written, like drawn in the background, and you're like, "Hey, look! Like it's hmm. it's those things that like the kids keep coming back to the book." There was a book that um, I'm trying to remember which one it was now. I think it was the monster at the end of this book. 
Oh. With uh, it's got like Grovers in the book. It's uh one of those uh the gold. Ugh, I can't remember the name of the series, but it's those books that have that gold spine. Okay. They're little square books, and they have like the 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 little train that could, the pokey little puppy. They're all they all have oh, gold yeah, spine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they might be yeah. all gold spine books or something. I, like I wonder if that was like part of the publishing company. Probably, I'm guessing. But yeah, and it's it just all of yeah. their books are the same, and they're great books. But yeah. there's no like. It's a variety. Like we've got one that's got Barbie in it and stuff. They were all published by this same gold spine publisher, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in that all quality reading, if yeah, I if I remember the ones that you're talking about correctly, then yeah, there was like a big old shelf of just those gold spine books back in like the little miniature library that we had in my old hometown. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, you're like unlocking a memory for me right now. Yeah, the little golden book is what it's called. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and they have yeah, just they're all the same. They would sell that as a full on like pack during yeah. like the yeah, Scholastic yeah. book fairs. Yeah, and I remember that. It was super my, expensive. Going back to my original point was that with yeah. this book, the Mother's a Monster, at the end of this book, my daughter loves that book. Mm. And she, every night she goes to bed, one of us reads her a story, my, either my wife or myself. And before she could read, we would I'd read this book over and over and over it was getting to a point where i'm bored out of my mind it. because yeah i know it frontwards backwards and inside yeah. out but then it got to she took that book with her to school to grade one these kids can't read yet they haven't learned how to fully they're learning words of like yeah. and and the and cat and dog she takes this book to her class and asks her teacher if she can read the book to the class. Oh, yeah. Because I did something similar it, as a kid. She yeah. has it memorized. That she's oh. able to read this book verbatim because I've read it to her mm-hmm. to nauseum that she knows all of the words. And she'll correct me if I skip a word or I miss if I mispronounce or missay something. And I because I'll read fast and just like switch a couple words. But the general yeah. gist is there. Or you'll fall asleep halfway through and she has to hit you with a slipper. Yeah, no, I got you. I babysat. <laughs> no, she's got a loft bed, so I can't fall asleep because I'm on my feet reading this thing. Oh, see, that's a you. That's a you problem. <laughs> Damn, it is got but a bar like, yeah, stool so- to read to read to her. <laughs> but it's that thing where it's it's. She understands how the book goes and she asks questions and it's it's to be mm-hmm. there to that engagement yeah. to answer those questions and that back and forth of like what does he mean when he says this i got kids, you kids kids have a people have a want to learn you yep. don't need to dumb things down as a human being there is an innate want to learn yeah there's that curiosity it, deeply yeah, this, d- deeply rooted away. in our in our psyche no yeah. young or old you are there's a yeah wants to learn it's it's that same like things down the world is that same walking around voice in the conspiracy theories and red hats people are dumb enough we need to stop making it simpler for them not to mention like everybody has that small little voice in the back of the head that wants to know what happens if you push the big red button that people say that you shouldn't push so yeah i like that uh i like that uh the, the way the way you worded that very, very, with some nuance to it. I like that. Um, we watched a movie 
And yeah, of course we broke the ice now. And it was it was about New Year's. So yeah. uh not really sure how to segue that. So um It's New Year's. So New Year's Happy New Year. Play a play a sound, Braden. Play a play a sound in celebration um, of the New Year's. Remember last year? Uh <laughs> wait, how was your how was your New Year's old lady? Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. I like it. I like hey, your style, old lady. Good, good on you. I I appreciate our collective grandmother. That's uh, that's that's lives within our podcast. Correct. So I don't um, know. Uh, I would love to know what you are, viewers at home. What you do. What your traditions are for mm-hmm. for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, any of the things like that. I and granted, some some cultures are not celebrating their New Year's yet. Nah, not yet. It's that, coming. That, that there's coming up. We got. Um, Chinese New Year's know. right around Make the corner. Sure you, so put down in the comments, what's your tradition? And while you're down there, like, subscribe, share the podcast and all that. But in the meantime, we've got, we've come up with a list. And by come up with, I mean we found a list. And stole of, it. We took it. SARS did. Yep. yep. Planet of Flight. Internet. Uh, where just a different New Year's Eve traditions from around the world that people will do. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, kicking it off, we've got down in Spain. I I did know this one. I learned this one from Modern Family, actually. Oh. Eating 12 grapes at midnight. So in oh. Spain, it was believed that if you eat one grape at a time with each chime of the clock at midnight, then mm. you will be rewarded with luck and happiness in the coming year. The oh. tradition originated back in 1909. Not as far back as I would have assumed. Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of quaint though. I like that because I think uh, that's that's just before the Spanish Civil War, if I remember correctly. So interesting. So it, there was a huge grape harvest in the country during the festive season, and the king chose to give a surplus of produce oh, to the people to consume on New Year's Eve. That makes sense. Okay, you know, cool. Like, so, like the king said, let them yeah, eat let, grapes. let them eat grapes. <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a few of these down here because I'm just I, f- I feel like I need to get this one out of the way. Uh, number seven, the Philippines round shapes on New Year's Eve. You'll find a variety of round shapes. Some may call them circles. All over the Philippines, representing coins, they are said to symbolize prosperity in the coming year. From wearing polka dots for luck to displaying piles of rounded fruit on their dinner tables, which we do do um, ah, at uh, my mother's place. Ha 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 ha! You know what else uh, is round fruits, Brendan? Grapes. Mm. That's you know what. I Grapes. I appreciate I appreciate you. Put things together. It's all together. <laughs> Yeah, no. So even uh, even on my mom's table, ever since I was a little kid, uh, we always had uh, a bunch of different round fruits. Uh, as long as they had rounded shapes, no uh, no hardened edge, no no hardened edges, no uh, cube watermelons allowed. Um, only round. Pointy pineapple. And, uh, actually, we do do a pineapple, but mother chops the top of it off, so there's no points. Uh, so she beheads a pineapple <laughs> prior to prior to New Year. <laughs> Let them eat grapes. And then you, and, tr- then you uh, guillotine a pineapple. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and yeah, and then and another thing we actually do is we usually put, uh, we'll take, uh, so this is more like in the in the barrio type of thing that I knew, and I know this from, where they'll take a pile of rice in a bowl and uh, they will roll up 
uh, bills of money and take coins and then they will stick it into the rice. And that's supposed to be sort of a, a bit more of a regional thing in the Philippines, uh, to my knowledge, um, where they, uh, it, it's supposed to like, you know, say signify, you know, like bless, bless our coming harvests. Uh, there is, uh, you know, the, the, there's a lot of like superstition and whatnot that follows it. And, um, as far as uh, as far as my uncles and my aunts recall, because uh, they'd been doing it ever since they were children too, um, based on what like my great grandmother would tell them, uh, it was it was just based around um, like you know treasure hunters and whatnot after the Spanish left, like finding fortune and whatnot, and uh, prior to the Americans and the Japanese uh, finding fortunes and whatnot, and um, and yeah, and. Uh, it's it's a, it's an interesting little thing that's just sort of a tidbit of my family, and I really really enjoy that part of uh, really, that, that part of like the regional heritage that I've uh, come to come to adore um, yeah. from where mom grew up. So yeah, I want to bring us over to number two. Uh, actually, given that you've got your skim through the list, I'm, we'll come back to the list in a second. This one's not on the list, but it's one that my family uh, does on New Year's Day. It's uh, oh it's a, number uh, eight. No. Oh. <laughs> hey, wait no. a minute. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Scottish tradition. It's oh. a, a tradition from Scottish, North English, and Manx folklore. It's called First Footing. Oh, okay. So the First Footing is that on New Year's Day, the tradition is that the first person to enter your home is mm-hmm. seen as a bringer of good fortune for the coming year. Oh, um, Okay. So many customs of first footing include bringing coal, knocking on doors, group singing, all dang zine, things like that. Um, oh, that's cool. And the rich uh, ritual fire is often lit, welcoming, crossing the threshold. Ooh, uh, fire! Worlds. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Who was your first person? Uh, we didn't actually have any come, anybody come to our house on New Year's Day, so it. Oh, okay. So uh, you were your own bringer. I was by luck. out. I walked outside, came back in. Um, I knew it. I threw, coal, I threw burning coal into my own house. <laughs> Traditionally, the first photo would be somebody who was not already in the house when midnight strikes, which can mm. ex- uh, explain the Scottish party tradition of having one guest leave just before the bells so they can knock on the door to bring the new year in. First footing <laughs> stems from the Gaelic practice of Kaltog. Uh, it's still practiced today, and while some individuals can bring good luck and for the upcoming 12 months, others can be seen as a harbinger. <laughs> what gifts can they bring? They can, uh, the first footers will usually come bearing gifts. Traditionally, they would arrive with a, uh, with coin, bread, salt, a lump of coal, and whiskey. Gifts representing all the things oh. in the new year to hopefully bring, such as prosperity, food, flavor, warmth, and good cheer. I appreciate that they brought up Scottish whiskey for flavor. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, Nowadays, uh, I, I adore the idea of, uh, Oh, nice. I like the idea of, uh, hey, McTavish. Yeah. Stand Get outside. Out. <laughs> Get your foot out. I'm going to go stand outside because you've got to come back in. What? <laughs> then they just forget about him. <laughs> Ten, <laughs> just... nine, <laughs> eight, seven. Can I come back in? Not yet. Three, two. <sighs> All right, let him in. <laughs> Oh, hang on the door. The Bring door's the jammed year. again. Bring the New Year's in, but leave your shite attitude outside. There it is. 
<laughs> I love that. Uh, carrying empty suitcases in Colombia. Quick, a bit of a short one here in hope. In a hope for a year filled with travel and adventure, it is tradition for Colombian residents to walk around the block on New Year's Eve with an empty suitcase. Hmm. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, Smashing plates and jumping off chairs in Denmark. Dang. It's customary for residents of Denmark to celebrate New Year's Eve by throwing old plates and glasses against the doors of their family family and friends. That's awesome. Bad spirits. They also collectively stand on chairs and jump off them at midnight to leap into January and hope. Ah, I love that. That's I cute. Like that. That's so freaking cool. Awesome. In, in Finland, it's believed that people are able to predict the coming year by oh, casting. Number voltage. four. <laughs> oh, I see. Wait, wait. Yeah. Font. Interpreting I was like, shapes. All of a sudden? In, interpreting shapes of metal, Braden. That's oh. why we're talking about Finland. Uh, in Finland, it's believed that people are able to predict what well, déjà vu the coming year by casting molten tin into a container of water and then interpreting the shape the metal takes after it hardens. According to the tradition, a heart or a ring means a wedding, while the shape of a ship predicts travel. It's also believed that if you see the shape of a pig, then you will have a year filled with plenty of food. So Finland I do does like witchcraft food. at New Year's and wizardry. Mm-hmm. Divination. <gasps> Hogwarts is in Finland. But- but metal. It's heavy metal. <gasps> Divination. <It's> metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, now we're going to jump over to Panama where we're burning effigies. Yeah, fire. <laughs> it's tradition for people in Panama to drive off evil spirits by burning effigies of well-known people such as TV characters and political figures in Panama. Burn it all down, yeah. <laughs> The effigies are meant to represent the old year, therefore allowing people to start with a fresh new year start. <laughs> Maybe we could bring that to North America and just start burning yeah. polit- effigies of political I figures would, and being like, I, no, no, be, no, 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 you don't understand. Pretty much it's just be years. political figure. It's for New Year's. It's to mean good luck it's in the, the new listen, year. I'm Panamanian, and in my culture. <laughs> Oh, that's actually awesome. <laughs> I love everything about that. Um, throwing out the old. God, I hope that doesn't mean grandpa. It <laughs> is a tradition for residents in Johannesburg to party hard by throwing old appliances, thank God, and equipment out of the window. <laughs> Hopefully there's no one in the street or on the sidewalk. Walking <laughs> home from the bar. And I'll dang. Huh? Is that a fridge? <laughs> it was a fridge and that's how we that's how we lost tommy <laughs> we stopped traveling around new Year's grandma <laughs> got squashed by a freezer <laughs> walking home from our house new year's eve <laughs> you can say oh. there's no such thing as freezers oh my god if grandma's dead she smeared out on the sidewalk on the street. On the street. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Recording deal. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. That Number is... eight. Yeah. I like this one. Wearing Ooh. special underwear in Brazil. See, you could see You could see how I would, like, I would assume based on you as my friend, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was... I was very worried at Christmas. I didn't get any new underwear this year. <gasps> the Christmas Yule cat was coming for me. That's like actual sacrilege. I know. Not even socks. But anyway, what? Brazil, you don't yeah. even get socks? You, you love socks. So- I love socks and underwear at Christmas. But in Dang, Brazil, man. as well as other Central and, uh, Central and South American countries, what? 
<laughs> like Ecuador, <laughs> Bolivia, ah. and Venezuela. It is Ooh, not to be lucky to wear fancy. special underwear. On New Year's Eve, the most popular colors is red, thought oh. to bring love in the new year, while wearing yellow is believed to bring people money. So also, if you wear orange. If you wear, if you wear yellow, they won't know if you drank too much and pee yourself. So so if you uh, if you wear orange, combining both love and money. That just means you're getting hookers. Oh. <laughs> you're going to pay for love in the new year. Oh, okay. I'll see you. I'll see you. Hanging onions, which is not a euphemism. It's the next one on the list at number nine. In Greece, it is traditional to hang an onion in the front door of your home on New Year's Eve as a symbol of rebirth in the new year to commemorate New Year's Day. Parents then wake their children by tapping them on the head with the end. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> oh, Dad, why'd you pick a white sweet one? Oh, God, it's so big. <laughs> Could have washed it first. It's dirt everywhere. <laughs> Imagine waking up as a child in Greece and just. <laughs> if you do, if if you tap your kids hard enough, you don't have to deal with them till the second of January. Oh, that's a fair point. <laughs> And finally, although this <sighs> tradition is on the list as Estonia, I mm. think it applies to many of us. I oh, know yeah. I know we did oh, this yeah. on our New Year's Oh, this year. yeah. Oh, Traditionally yeah. Not a, not a single pepperoni or salami slice survived that night. Traditionally on New Year's Day, Estonians try to eat seven, nine, or 12 times. Holy! As these are all lucky numbers. It is believed that the more they eat, the more plentiful food will be in the coming year. Wow. Jesus. Get it, Estonia. Yeah, Get risking yourself. indigestion and whatnot just Ooh. for, just for, for, oh, that's. And I thought we were doing bad grazing on cheese dip all night. You can never do bad no, it grazing wasn't. on cheese dip. Brandon's cheese dip was like surprising. Guys out there in our audience, Brandon managed to create a concoction in the span of two hours prior our to Brandon's. A uh, mutual friend, yeah. Brandon. He didn't yeah. mispronounce not, my Not name. your friend, Brandon, but like different Brandon yes. that we know. Our that mutual us. Brandon, not my singular yeah. friend, Brandon. Yeah, but the three of us being large men uh, with dark hair and uh, facial hair uh, and constantly get and glasses. That's although you don't wear yours outside of a vehicle, um, though, that doesn't stop people from still mispronouncing all of our names. And it's caused us to just stand beside each other to invite it. But um, yeah, as the uh, as as the the brown bee, um, it was it was quite astonishing to me to have uh, my taste buds brought back to the lunchroom in grade four. Uh, because our, our good buddy Brandon managed to create a dip that tasted exactly like Lunchables cheese. Um, not sure how he managed that, but uh, it was wild at how good it was. It and took him um, back to the lunchroom. You were you were a little far gone by this point in the evening. Oh yeah, I took one. Of I was the three red, sheets to it. I I took one of the red plastic knives and I snapped the handle off and I just gave him the little plastic, the red plastic blade, so he could smear his cheese onto his crackers <laughs> with a tiny little useless piece of plastic. <laughs> I was having a good night that night. It was, it was great. It was oh, great it was so time. good. So good. Three sheets to the wind and everything. Um, oh, I think man. That's, that's, a, that's our that's list, our list. New Year's. Yeah. Again, our 11-point like list, thanks yes. to the, 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 the northern, the northern English traditions. 
Uh, so, like I said, if there, if your traditions weren't on that list, we'd love to mm -hmm. hear from you. Let us oh, know let in us the know. comments. Like, subscribe, share, comment, all of that fun stuff. And we're going to be right back to tell you about a movie we watched called New Year's Eve. We'll see you in a second. Ten. Nine. Oh, we're not. Okay. <laughs> Greetings, mortals. My name is Promotiontron, and I have snuck on to the Two Bees podcast to remind you to subscribe to the Capuana Companions TikTok and Instagram pages, and also the Beegrim Gaming Twitch channel. <laughs> they'll never realize I'm here promoting their things, and they'll never be the wiser. <laughs> So worth is what we're getting at. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. We watched a movie. We How's it going, guys? We really we watched, did. Well, we, we watched. Oh, well, um, no, let's. Okay, no, hold on. Let's let's be watched, more honest. Let's be more honest. Six we, movies that were We barely to paid one. attention to. <laughs> oh, I paid attention. My wife made me pay attention to it. That's right. <laughs> I put this movie on. And then I got bored halfway and my, oh. my ADHD wandered into, oh, there's the Switch. I'll play Harry Potter. I, and my wife went, gotta... aren't you supposed to be watching this? So I had to focus. Because <laughs> my wife made me focus on the movie New Year's Eve. Oh, God. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have ever seen Valentine's Day or Love Actually. Uh, it's very much a similar similar idea. Literally the same director of Valentine's Day um, did this movie. And uh, you know how that in those movies... Uh, Brayden, you you could you could be my 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 through line to the audience here. Do you remember, yep. remember in those movies how there was like a bunch of characters and you had to like, I, you I get do, to know and, them and kind their, their of and then like intertwine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like and then there was a plot that was like cohesive that's a big, that's and like, like a big focal focal point. That's yeah. the most important thing about the movie. Like surprise they and, all they, and, come and there was a, at the end and you're like, how did yeah. these people all stitch together into some it's, fluent story? Yeah, genuinely surprising and how well they did it. Did no, they do didn't. that in this movie, Brendan? No, no, they doubled the characters and made everything dumb. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so, right. I forgot because that's what this movie is. It's because because we are nice people, we're going to try our best to not completely take a dump on this film. But dear God, was this boring. This was uh -huh. 20 characters, if I remember correctly. At Based least. on just the start, cover and, alone. And then they start sprinkling in other big name the celebrities side just names. to be like, oh, there you go. And then they leave and you're like, oh, well, thanks for this. This in. movie would give me a headache if I was if I was like strapped to a chair, like clockwork orange style in order to go ahead and like watch this thing, because that's the only way that I was able to fully pay attention. I had my phone in my hand. I was like almost and often on playing phone games because of how incredibly boring some of the dialogue was in this movie. Most of the jokes didn't land. My favorite jokes in the movie came from the blooper reel in the credits. So I don't understand. Like it felt like, okay. So you know how I do, I kind of dislike the penis movie that we went ahead and watched the yeah, musical, musical, right? Because it felt like a lot of like effort was put into something that had no substance whatsoever. So this is like, everybody didn't care. 
everybody spent all the money they didn't spend any money on writing they spent all no. the money on paying celebrities Set to show designs up. and we celebrities have, we've got names in this one we've got michelle pfeiffer zach efron rob yep. de niro hillary swank yep. Catherine heigl halle uh, berry Jessica Biel, uh, yep. Michelle, Ashton Kutcher, Halle Berry, mm-hmm. Sessler, Jessica Parker. That bon lady Jovi, from Glee. Ludacris. Yeah, Bon Jovi and Ludacris are in this movie. Sofia <laughs> Vergara, Seth Meyers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, what's his name? Seacrest. Russell Peters. Russell Peters also in this movie. Yep. In, you know, you know it, what? You know what oh, made Jay, me angry? No, no, no. You, no, 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 you no, have the audacity to put up. Russell Peters in a movie and make him not funny? Yeah. He makes one kind of oh, yeah. funny thing about making about making Sofia Vergara jump in a winter yeah, coat. And bounce. She's not even yeah, she, she, she doesn't have her cleavage anything. out even. She's in it's a winter like, coat. And why is it that every single time Sofia Vergara is on the screen, and I understand she's a beautiful woman with a gorgeous body, but why did you put so much focus on just sexualizing Sofia Vergara? Side note, notice how we can't remember a single damn name in this movie from all of these characters. I remember Robert De Niro. I don't remember Robert De Niro's character. I remember Robert De Niro being a really, like, acting really well in his scenes, and there was a really solid twist, and there was a really good, like, you know, there was there was some solid, like, character work that was done for five minutes of this movie, and then everything else was just static it was static there was like you brought jim belushi in to open an elevator that's right jim belushi is in this i hate you have you've got i'm so mad the other thing that i was like from the moment that we start so oh my god so the guy who plays stan's doctor carrie carrie elwes elwes sure the guy, sure. He's yeah, the, he's oh yeah, he, he's from, in the Saw movies, isn't he? Yeah, as the doctor yeah. Yeah. who ends up siding with Saw, and they put him as the doctor in this movie, and I went, Robert, Robert, <laughs> Robert don't trust well, now, him. Now we he's know why Saw he's doctor. terminal. Yeah, yeah, now we know why dying. he's terminal in the movie. Don't trust him. Oh Jesus don't trust Christ! Him, I don't. You know what? And like, here's here's the thing. Like, I would watch like a Hallmark made-for-TV movie about the Robert De Niro character. Not even with Robert De Niro playing him. Don't get me wrong. You get like a halfway good actor, um, and then you just surround the movie based on that character wanting to see that ball drop again, and like, and like setting up that premise, and like, because that by itself is a good standalone short film, thirty-minute made-for-TV type of deal, right? That yeah. by itself is really solid. The Zac Efron and lady who almost died cough cough she just walked out into traffic without looking cough cough uh you you brought in Alyssa milano yes to just say to halle berry he's missing and then she leaves and you're like thanks for showing up for your check yeah. i guess thank, like, thank thanks for earning that 15 grand that you got for like the one i don't I feel like there was like three main agencies that earned just a crap ton of money from this oh, movie. Yeah. Like three like, specific so talent agencies. Why does this, this says, for, I'm looking at like the cast list. It says John Stamos and Julie Andrews were in here. I don't remember them what at the, all. Where the hell is John Stamos in New Year's Eve? I don't know. He doesn't have a character name. I don't know if he was like, maybe he was one of the people in the background. I don't is know. Is he just a cameo? don't know I'm gonna he's go not he's not there for the ball drop is he i don't know no because ryan seacrest is there for the ball drop stuff yeah. right and then i don't know this movie is like perplexingly weird and it's two hours by the way audience two hours 
that we sat through two hours for and and just to clarify i freaking clocked it the the movie didn't really start until about 26 minutes in i swear to god first it's just all set up we're way too many people in a row that you don't care about side note brayden have you ever heard of a hospital giving 25 grand to the freaking family that had a baby that arrived on new year's what would you do with that kind of money you know, invested in my child. Or oh, you could just... oh, invest in general, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. Let's let's make the kid come out, make them parade mm. and be the New Year's baby of New York, and then mm. pay off my student loans so my kid gets nothing. <sighs> nothing. How do they take something that whimsical, by the way? Like, they take an idea like that, where, like, oh, you earned this money because, like, you're the... And it's not like, oh, some mysterious benefactor put this contest out there, and, you know, we find out who it was, or maybe it tied together in some other way. Like, it... it you, you don't... You, you don't care. No one that, cares that, yeah. in so, this movie. So, this is, so, that couple, they're fighting the entire time with that other, like, Romanian couple. To be yeah, the that's first right. Maybe yeah. to win the twenty-five grand, and they're fighting neck and neck, and they're insulting, yeah. slinging mud at each other, and then, and then Seth looks across the the hallway and sees that they have three more kids, and then just goes, "Well, we'll take a dive on it," and lies about it, and then the doctor just <laughs> accepts it, and sh- that's what she writes. You could just make up when your baby was born, and the doctor's uh, gonna be like, "Yep, I'll put that on legal documents." Sure, why not? Was she? Like, it, had he said? 1201 was she gonna write that down too does she just I, let him pick a time d- does just midnight the plus five seconds count i don't understand like it, it, there John is, Lithgow is playing like a sad record dealer who's got oh no my money. god he is in this movie right because he's the the dude that's not giving a like he's trying to screw over the lady that almost died in a very uneventful right. way that I completely forgot about. Jesus, Jesus Christ! This movie is just all like, over the place. Like, did you look up the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes? I have not. I'm still scrolling through the slog of people that are in this movie. Okay, hold on. I I got you. I got you, big dog. So so Rotten Tomatoes. Like you have Michelle Pfeiffer Rot- in this movie. And she looks like she's terminally ill. Yeah. The entire time. Dude. She's yeah, having a good dude. time with Zach Efron and she looks ill. She <laughs> makes a mention to 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 John Lithgow's character. She's like, I almost died today. And I missed the part where she almost got hit by a cab. Yeah. Because it's yep. New York and that just happens. That's oh, just a normal thing. Look both York. ways, damn it. Stupid Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. Ugh. And then you go, I almost died. You fell in trash and people saw you. You were yeah. in garbage. Get over yourself. And then you yeah. spend the rest of the day going, I'm so sad. Life is terrible. I need <laughs> to have this career boy take me to Bali in a day. <laughs> I did enjoy how Zach Efron was able to come up with creative ways to fulfill this insane woman's oh, list. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was kind of cute how, like, yeah. they went I about... I travel yeah, okay. around the world. Well, we'll go around this globe. In, I want to go through... In like, walk 18 through hours? Here's a giant... Yeah. Here's a big miniature you can walk around. Yeah. Again, another perfectly solid Hallmark movie right there. I, that yeah. As a standalone film, perfectly fine. I was waiting to, for them to come back to him because that was the most interesting thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then for him to just be like, uh, call up, and so then, and then to make the obligatory, 
he knows Ashton Kutcher so that they can say, look, they're intertwined. They never <laughs> see each other in this entire movie. Uh, Did you pick up on that? They phone each other once, and yeah. then he spends the rest of the movie calling Ashton Kutcher's voicemail because he's in yeah. an elevator. That's not intertwined. You cannot have two characters on opposite sides of the city have one conversation and go, they're intertwined. No, yeah. they're not. You know, and there's Chekhov guns he, all over the damn place. He got in this the movie. party. He got the uh, Zach Efron got the tickets to the party. And what does he do? Yeah. Doesn't go with Ashton Kutcher. I'm gonna throw it out there. I feel like this movie could have been recreated by a myriad of YouTube stars in that Logan Paul sense, and it probably would have been at least cuter than this movie. I feel like. They just like, they didn't even the like bare minimum to be the acting. They just like threw out no. an open casting call to yes. any A and B list celebrities that happened to be in New York when they were filming. And they're yep. like, okay, we're gonna get this done in a week. Who wants to show up? We'll just hand out parts and you can do whatever. Seven percent, by the way. That's the tomato oh, meter for this I, movie. Seven percent. Pretty gracious. Yeah. Um, and you know what? And you then, know what? And as we know, as we know, okay, the audience usually the audience score is a lot more generous, right? Usually, okay. like, when, when a movie's absolutely bombing and stuff like that, you know, the audience scores usually around that, like, 55, 60%. Usually the people like it more than the, than the, 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 the you know, the reviewers do. Yeah. 45% audience rating, 50,000 ratings. We landed on 45% people actually kind of liked the movie. And one of the reviews is it was all right. <laughs> now, here's the thing. So we get, and then we've got the storyline. Sarah Jessica Parker and her daughter, Abigail Breslin, hmm. who Abigail wants to go out by herself in Times Square in New York. It's mm. a boy who, by the way, from the word go, Seth, from his first line, I did not care for that kid. That kid's a douchebag, and I wanted to slap him in the face. Oh, oh, do you remember the sandwich line? I remember something that made me really freaking angry. What's There's that? a one point in this movie, some dude named Sam, had, it, like two girls, like, well, I just got reminded of this from one of the reviews. So, like, there's this one bit, I don't remember who the hell Sam is, but I remember this scene because it made me pissed off the uh the, there, there's a dude and there's two girls on either side of him he looks at the camera and goes i'm a sandwich and i <laughs> wanted to punch my screen so bad because so, i hated that so much yeah this so, felt like such a money laundering scheme dude so she wants oh to my God, she wants to movie. kiss the class douchebag set oh and her mom, in an intelligent move of being a mother, says, no, you can't go out on the biggest night of the year in New York by yourself. And the daughter goes, but I'm 15, mother. Here are my here is my bra on the subway. And you go surrounded by strangers, yep. by Here's the way, my breasts. and you go on a that, on a crowded that's, staircase. That, that's not selling you needing to, that you make smart grown up decisions. No. But I'm a grown-up. I'm I'm 15. And then Seth goes, oh, I'll talk to your mom and I'll take care of this. And then doesn't because he's a douchebag and his the mom is smart and threatens to I found it. his mom. And then 
and then she just spends she runs away from mom and they're like what part am i supposed to be like oh the daughter the daughter's so brave to go and do this no the daughter is out by herself in new york city you know what's going to happen in the sequel to this movie brendan after the daughter's run out on her own what svu yeah. she's going to be I'll on svu Mariska Hargate is going to be working with Sarah Jessica Parker to find yep. the killer now, who murdered her daughter. And they're going to travel all the way to Saudi Arabia or like Spo somewhere spoilers. where she's been spoilers. trafficked. Do you want to know who the murderer was? It was Seth. Yep. Yep. 100%. All day, every day. Side note, we're going to... Would, would you be down to go ahead and play a 20-second clip so I could share my pain with you? Okay, Brendan. I'm gonna I would I would love I would love to go ahead and just 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 impart this brief moment as we test out our equipment in the new year. Okay, I'm gonna connect to my Bluetooth, Bluetooth yep. so we can watch this All right. clip from live this reaction. Because Brayden clearly okay. forgot this painful, forgot this painful, part. painful okay. moment. Alright, we're gonna turn the volume up a little bit. Here we go. Loading. You're watching, right? Here we go. Oh, at the party. I yes. hate this scene. This I party. hate this scene. I do remember this scene. Okay, here we go. Ready? Ready, yep. audience? Here comes the audio. Hey, Sam. Wendy, how are you? Great. You look fantastic. Yeah, turn it up. I can't turn it up. You. Oh. And I'd love to be in front. Oh, I'm a sandwich. <laughs> I'm a sandwich. I forgot about oh, that. That's not even God. a like. That's not even a side character. That's one of the main characters in this Who, movie. By the way, and just to clarify in post, I'm going to up the volume, obviously, on that clip. But like, I, there is a he is like the best man on like a shotgun wedding esque speed type of deal on new year's eve of all times for these people to get married and it's like his best buddy so like the dude is like automatically starting new year's eve alone just to clarify and then all of this follows and it's so awkward so many of the scenes with the homie is just awkward and it's and it so just keeps confusing. cutting back it just keeps and it's like he's having this it's just him being uncomfortable this, as part of the movie yeah he's just having this moment of like that could be a movie in its own where he's oh racing to get to new york city before midnight to have a kiss with this woman who he did the night the week the year before who left him mm -hmm. a note and was like come back to this Italian restaurant. Another really again. solid uh, movie. Yep. Great movie. You could write that all on its own. But in this, yep. he crashes his car trying to use his GPS, rides in an RV with a priest and his wife, and then gets to the thing. And you go, oh. Well, okay. I'm really glad that that point A to B thing that it was almost a story happened. Yeah, and then we get the big reveal of who this woman was. And it's Sarah Jessica Parker, and you go, well, yeah, I kind of figured that out because she's the only one left. Yeah. And they do that slow panning. Who could it be? And I'm like, it's Sarah Jessica Parker. She she just yeah. said she had to go rush off to a thing. She's like, okay, we, we told so, us. Yeah. I I feel like okay. So just to clarify, I don't hate Gary Marshall. He died in like 2016 at like 80 or something like that. Like, I don't I don't hate him. He had really good. Like, he had some solid movies. I don't know if you've ever seen like Lost in America, by the way. That's like a solid, like, 
know, it, it's a very like critically acclaimed film. I've seen it maybe twice. It's it's a like he's a good director. I have no idea what level of cocaine he was on for this movie to be made, let alone written. So like, it's just, it's so confusing to me to see somebody with like such a solid pedigree of films to just kind of vomit. Uh, like he did League <laughs> he, of Their he, Own. He went he from did solid... League of Their Freaking Own. I love that movie. Soap Dish, solid little romantic comedy. I like Soap Dish. He like, went from it... solid pedigree to wet dog food. Hey, zinger, zinger. Hated like, this movie. Uh, <laughs> like the, the funniest part to me in the movie was when they got Kaminsky in to fix the ball, oh, and Kaminsky yeah. fixes the ball, and then yeah. it goes to like raise him up, and he's like, "Oh no, this is going up. Make the ball go down." And they're like, "We can't make it go down." And then it just cuts, <laughs> and he's fine. It does a heart uh, in the interior of the building, and now he's being interviewed by all these radio people, the TV people, and you're like, oh, I, I guess we're done with that bit then. Okay. Oh, my God. He's the one that directed Race to Witch Mountain with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember that. That was a Disney movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but... If you have a major, like a singing, like a rock star, whatever you would call it. Oh, Bon freaking Jovi. Bon freaking Jovi. But you have this person that you have hired to perform at your New Year's Rocking Eve. Arguably one of the biggest party events in the world. With one of the biggest stars at the time in the world. Bon Jovi was huge in like the 2010s. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's not. But I mean, in this movie, he's not Bon Jovi. He's. No, he's a Seth, guy. Some dude. But anyway, yeah. when he doesn't show up to sing the song, the fact that one of his backup date singers is just able to walk up and take the mic and nobody yeah. is like, no, like and <laughs> let's let's put the camera on her. Who is this woman? Uh... They're not gonna just film you and project you to billions of people because who the hell are you? Oh my god. Meanwhile, Ashton Kutcher's over in the sidelines going, I'm going to get me some. I hated this holiday till that girl almost kissed me in an elevator. It's now I'm obsessed. And I'm here for it. I'm ready for my balls to drop. (laughs) Which is fair because he has a puberty beard in this movie. So, (laughs) hey, that took him a year to grow. He said so. I'm so, and I am so proud of him. If you're looking for a movie that's titled New Year's Eve, I guess watch this one. Put it in the background during New Year's, maybe or yeah. something. I don't. Don't Did, isn't isn't there like a really good like New Year's movie? What the heck is that? There's like a, it's like starts in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie is on New Year's. Is is that uh, the 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 diary Bridget Bridget Jones? Is that Bridget Jones? I don't know. I feel like that's the one that starts and then finishes. My sister would be appalled to hear me say this, but I've never actually sat down and watched Bridget Jones start to finish. Well, hell, there you go. I guess we're doing that next week. I guess so. Yeah, let's get after it. Did we do Wish? I feel like we... Yeah, we didn't do Wish yet, did we? The Disney one, right? The new one? Yeah. No, we didn't. Did you watch it? No, I did not. 
Oh, because it I came did. out. Did it come out in November? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Because anyway, I'm. Yeah. Okay. When it comes, when, it comes, when Disney drops it on Plus, we'll watch it. Yeah. We'll I also saw. I did see one called Silent Night, but I can't remember where it was from. It had the dude in it from uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, was it Will Smith? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, it's the dude that plays Captain Flag. Which is the most hilarious name, by the way, for a freaking character. Uh, not even a specific one, just a flag. Just Captain Flag. <laughs> Captain Flag. Uh, and you know he got made fun of because apparently that's his actual last name in the comics. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Either way, anyway, we'll figure oh, it out. There's a new we'll Godzilla s- movie that came out too, man. We got so many movies we got to watch this it's year. It's going to be how a how great we, year. We're how are we going to watch them all, honestly? One week at a time. That's fair. But we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic year. All the best to you and yours in these next 12 months. We hope for prosperity and health and happiness to all you and yours and everyone around you. Until next time, though, always remember that write it on your heart that every day is the best day of the year. Good night, everybody. Happy New Year's. Hey guys, it's Brendan. I just want to thank you so much for listening in, and just to let you all know that we record at 9.30 MST on Riverside every Wednesday. And please, if you'll join us, like, share, subscribe. It'd mean the world to us. Alright, thank you so much. Bye.